Lord, we lift up Pastor Annette's mother to you right now in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus over her. Lord, I know that other people have been praying. Father, we join our faith with them. Lord, and believe for her healing and restoration. And Lord, I pray right now that you will strengthen her immune system, that you'll strengthen her body. And we say body recover. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Amen. Okay, we're going to be talking about tonight, quiet time with God. And Psalm chapter 27 is where we'll begin. Lesson number 10 from the Jerry Savelle Ministries International Manual, Minister's Manual, in case you ever want to follow along. Psalm chapter 27. And verse 14. Wait on the Lord. That means like wait in faith. Wait in faith on the Lord. Be of good courage. There's never a day where we needed to be of good courage. It's today. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait I say on the Lord. So David repeats himself again. So this is important to understand that we need to do what? Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he'll do what? Strengthen your heart. The, the word heart's talking about your soul. Most of you know this. We're, we're made up of three parts. Body. Soul and spirit. When you get born again, your spirit comes from death to life and and you're now alive in Christ. Your spirit is what lives forever. Your spirit is what, uh, you know, that uh, becomes regenerated. And then your soul is your choices, your your mind, your will, your emotions, the choices you make, your your, uh, emotions. Some people are up and some people are down. But the goal is for us to walk by the Spirit. In order for us to do that, we have to renew our minds, which is in the soul realm, for us to walk in the Spirit. It says, uh, renew your mind to what? To, To God's ways, because when we're brought up in this world and the world's ways and the world teaches you to get all you can, can all you get and sit on the can. And that's the world's ways. But God's ways is give and it'll be given to you. It's completely opposite of the world's ways. And God says love and the world says, you know, stab anybody in the back and do whatever you can and get on top. And these two ways are opposites. And so for us, we have to be of a... uh, Strong spirit, you can grow in your spirit. It said Jesus grew in spirit. Uh, so that's, that's possible. We grow in faith. We grow in the word. And so our spirit man becomes strong, but we still have to deal with this thing called the mind. I wish that our minds got saved and we just immediately thought like God. But no, 
We need a preacher. We need the Word. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. And the Bible says that, that the Word washes our minds. Washes or cleanses our minds. The Word does. So you could say right now that you're being brainwashed. I practiced that one in the mirror earlier. No, I didn't. I was kidding. It would have been funny if I did and then said I did. So anyway, he shall strengthen your heart. So when you wait on the Lord, he strengthens your mind, your will, and your emotions and all the stuff that when the circumstances are coming at you and the devil's throwing stuff your way and people are angry and people are nasty and, and everybody's arguing about this and about that and they're trying to make everything a race issue and, and pit us against each other all the time. You're seeing all this and it's all coming at you. Where are you drawing your strength from? Because you need strength to live in this day. If you faint, message translation, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Jesus said, he who endures to the end shall be saved. So there's, an, there's a, a reason why Jesus said, he who endures to the end. Meaning, you can't give up, you can't quit. This thing's not over. Until that trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ rise and we who are alive and remain. Any alive folks in here tonight? <laughs> Shall be caught up in the air and forever we, forever, forever we will be with Him. But until that day, we must endure. We must endure a day of darkness. We must endure a day of evil. We must endure a day of gross darkness on the people. On the people. Why do you think it's so popular right now to have so many different genders? Because it's making way for the one that is anti-anointing, anti-Christ. It is paving the path. And so if you sit back and you see all this and you, and, you, and you look to God and say, God, where are you in this? Where are you? All this evil going on. Where are you in this, God? But David gives us a key right here. And he says in verse 13. I would have lost heart. He said, I would have given up. I would have, you know, thrown in the towel. Unless I have believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You are in the land of the living. So this is a key for us. And then he says, wait on the Lord. In other words, he believed that God was good so much so that he would wait for God. 
Now, the word wait is not a passive word. You know, when we think of the word wait, we think have patience, have patience, don't get in such. Yes, your mom sang that to you too. But actually, the word wait, from the primitive root of the word, it means to bind together, to twist, and to stretch. And so when it talks about waiting on the Lord, it gives a picture of a rope or a cord. And that when we spend time with God and when we wait on God and wait for God, that we are intertwining our life with the life of God. Now what happens with a rope when the ends start coming off and you can, you can start trying to, to peel it a little bit and a little bit at a time. You can, what happens to the rope? It becomes what? What did you say? Yeah, it becomes weak. What else? What's it look like? It is frayed. It's frayed. And so if we're not intertwined with God, twisted and stretched with Him and His life, we'll become afraid. But if you stay with Him and spend time with Him and allow your life to intertwine with His life every day, then He will strengthen you and then you as a rope or you as a cord will become strong. And you could even stretch and do things that you never thought were possible. Because when you intertwine your life with God's life, He'll do things with you and take you places that you never thought you would go. Was that the first time you had ever been to Africa when we went over together? Has that been a desire in your heart? God will take you there. Maybe it's been a dream in your heart or maybe you never thought. I never, when I was a little boy, I never thought I'd be to Ukraine and Russia 10, 12 times. Or to Ethiopia. Actually, I, I knew I was going to go to Africa as a little boy and that's why I ran from God for years. I don't want to go down to that altar call because the Lord will, you know, want me to go to Africa or something. And then years later, when I got my heart right, that was such a burning desire in my heart to go to Africa. Because he put it there. Why? Because I'd intertwined my life with his life. And so that's, that's what this word means. You expect, you look for eagerly. There's a scripture in Ecclesiastes, you're probably familiar with it. Though one may be overpowered by another, one, an isolated person, one, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Can you have a four cord cord? I like the idea of that because you have the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and me. I like that idea. So if it's not, we'll just believe there is by faith. A a four-chord chord. Try to say that five times. It's really fun. Okay, some of y'all really need to laugh more. So all of us have been through these times in our life where, you know, you can call them 
winters of faith. Where there's things that you're believing for that maybe haven't come to pass, haven't manifested yet. But this scripture says, he tells you twice, wait on the Lord. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Because David knew God. Because David had spent time with him. Now, you don't really want to spend time with somebody that you might have bad information about. Right? Am I right? I mean, if you have a choice, you're spending time with somebody and I say to, I'm talking to Joseph, you know, in private. I say, Brother Joseph, you know, and this is the Christian way. We really need to pray for Brother Philip. Because I heard that Brother Philip doesn't wash his feet in the shower. Brother Philip has stinky feet, and they say it's bad. Like, really bad. Now, when Brother Joseph had not met Brother Philip, and this is the first information that he gets about Brother Philip, but then Brother Joseph meets Brother Philip, what's the first thing on, your, on his mind? There goes stinky feet right there. Right? And so I don't know if I want to spend time with stinky feet because, you know, I have a sensitive nose after all. But there's been a lot of bad information about God. Oh, God will take you to the woodshed. Oh, God wants you to endure that sickness because it gives Him glory. Well, you know, we're all subject. You know, if it's God's will, He will. And if it's not, He won't. I had this lady at my mother's home going that um, little old lady, and I've, I've told this before, but I like telling it. And she came up to me and she said, she's looking way up at me. She said, God needed another angel in heaven. <laughs> okay. So my mind immediately went to, I'm going to punch this lady in the face. And then it went to a sitcom where they were in their mind. There's a cloud that appears and then what they would like to see happen. And it was me going, do, 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 do. Punch a bag. But then I came back and I said, oh, thank you. That's bad information about God. Because God didn't kill my mother. God didn't give my mother cancer. He doesn't have cancer. Do you believe what we're saying tonight? You are good. Your kindness is forever. Your mercy is forever. Please don't give me that cancer. Does that that even make sense? He doesn't have cancer to give. He doesn't have sickness to, to give. He doesn't have poverty to give. 
He's a good father. All good and perfect gifts come from. But there's one that's a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so when we're talking about believing in the goodness of God, so that we're not ones that quit, so that we're ones that stay strong in the end days, then you have to understand and know who God is. I'm here to tell you tonight that He's a good God. He's good all the time. And all the time. That's His nature. Wow. That's His nature. In Him, there is no darkness. Where does sickness come from? Where does disease come from? It's from the curse. The curse was a result of sin. Jesus came to redeem us from the curse. Curse is everyone that hangs on a tree. So he redeemed us for that so that we could live a blessed life. But he tells us to choose. Choose blessing or choose cursing. So we can choose to live cursed, even though as a Christian, you have the blessing. But you can choose to live cursed. Isn't that amazing? That God gave us the most powerful thing, a choice. Every human has a choice. And so they say, well, why does bad things, if he's such a good God, all angry. Why does bad things happen to good people? I'll tell you. I'll give you three reasons. Number one, we live in a sinful world. It's an imperfect world made up of imperfect people as a result of sin. Number one. Number two. Two. Satan, the evil one. He's a liar. He's the father of lies and he's lied from the beginning. And at the end of it all, before he's cast into lake of fire, people will see him for who he is, a little pipsqueak. And it says in the Bible that they will say, this is, this, this is, this is the one that deceived the whole, all these people. This is, this is the one. That tells me that he's, you know, he used to be beautiful until sin got him. Sin will make you ugly. Sin will make you stupid. <laughs> All right, I'm off that. So number one, it's an imperfect world made up of what? Imperfect people. Number two, that Satan. And number three, sometimes we make wrong choices. And so sometimes, a lot of times, people want to blame God for their choice. But God, knowing that it's an imperfect world made up of imperfect people, says, my, mer- my grace is sufficient for you. And I am rich in mercy because of my great love for you. There is forgiveness for you. Because of the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary. That's the goodness of God. 
The goodness of God is when you are down and out and want to quit and think that you can't come back. And how can, how can God still love you? How can the people around you still love you? The goodness of God is, says, hey, come on back. You, you ask for forgiveness. The blood has washed you. You are clean. That's the goodness of God. The goodness of God is to throw you a party even though you've been out with the pigs. That's the goodness of God. Come back, my son. Come back, my daughter. And he greets us with open arms. I'm amazed by that. I'm amazed by it. Because he doesn't love like we love. So David knew his God. He had spent time with him. He had fellowshiped with him. Imagine David now. He'd been anointed. Passed over, really. Oh yeah, there's David out there, but surely it can't be him. Yes, this is the one. Anointed. After he was anointed, do you know what he did? Went back out to the field. To be with smelly sheep. But all the while he's fellowshipping with God. He's talking with a read psalm. Many chapters in psalm. He's fellowship. He's talking to God. And that's why when he got in front of Goliath. He was confident. Of his God. That God is with me. The same God. He is with me. And when you spend time with him. You will get strength for the day that when adversity comes your way, you can say, God is with me. No weapon formed against me will prosper. And it will rise up from the inside of you. It will not be something that's a head knowledge. It will rise up from your inner being because you're so confident that he loves you. You're so confident that he's with you. Because why? Because he's good. So many people are down right now because they're looking at the wrong things. But God's goodness is displayed everywhere. If you'll begin to see from the eyes of faith and begin to see through the eyes of God, you'll see his goodness in creation. You'll see his goodness in people. You'll see his goodness when you, when you walk out of your house, you've got a car, you've got a house, you've got people that love you, you've got a church, you got, there's goodness all around. And we get focused on all the negative and then, then our eyes begin to see that and then what? We talk it. Complain. Gossip. You know, people talk about the big sins, but (laughs) six things God uh, hates, yea, seven is an abomination. Three of them deal with people's mouths. Three of them. Three of the seven. Because God made us like Him so that we could change our environment. How do we change our environment? Words, 
They're important. Death and life, power of the tongue, death and life. Thank you for your enthusiasm about my message tonight. For more messages by Eric Deaton. <laughs> Do you know he's good? Have you, have you seen his goodness in your life? Well, then you're a candidate to wait on him. You're a candidate to spend time with him. It says, enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. So I don't go to God and say, God, where's my car? Where's my house? <laughs> I, I, used to, I used to like watching Bugs Bunny. Did you watch Bugs Bunny? And there was, this, <laughs> there was a big fat king in one of the Bugs Bunny cartoons. You know what I'm talking about. So thankful that Jeremiah relates to this. I'm going to come over here because, <clears throat> because you relate. He says, cook. The king, he wants his lunch. Where's my lunch? Where's my dinner? Doesn't he? Where's my pfeffer? Very dramatic like that. Anyway, I get a kick out of that. But some people go to God like that. God, where's my car? Where's my house? That's not like a very enter his gates with Lord, I'm so thankful. Lord, I'm so thankful you saved me. I'm so thankful you redeemed me. Thank you for your blood, Jesus, that washes me and cleanses me. Lord, thank you that that I have breath in these lungs. Lord, thank you that I have a car. That Lord, we're praying for that car, but thank you that I have one. And thank you for the people in my life, the people you put in my life. Thank you for my wife. How beautiful. Lord, help me to love her like she needs to be loved. Help me, Lord. It's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And into his courts with what? And God, I just praise you for who you are. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are almighty God, creator of the universe, God of the heavens, God of the earth, eternal God. Praise Him. Well, now we're, now we're getting somewhere. We... When we have the right information about God and we understand who He is, we understand who He is, we understand who He is to us, we understand who we are to Him. You just talk to God. Well, you know, I, 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 I mean, I read my Bible for an hour. That's good. But you know, every day as we're going about our day, spend time with them in the morning, but you can stop in the aisle of the supermarket looking at a can of beans. Lord, I want to be thankful for beans, but I'm not. 
And the presence of God can, in the supermarket, oh, Lord, you're so faithful. You're so good. Lord, thank you that I have the money to buy groceries. There are people that are starving in the world. And I've been so unthankful, Lord. I, thank you so much. In the presence of God, come on you. And walking down the aisle because the presence of God is on you, it can, it can wipe out evil things in the supermarket. Why? Because we believe he's a good God. And we've interwoven our life with his life. You take on the life of God. Oh, creative force, creative life force. The power to change. So David attests to the fact that God Has anybody ever been through a time where you've wanted to give up? Anybody in here? Okay, this Sunday we're going to preach on lying. I'll raise both hands. If you've never been in a place where you wanted to give up, then you may not be doing enough. That means there's no opposition. But David attests to the fact that God will turn your situation around if you're willing to wait on Him. That no matter what happens, no matter what circumstance comes your way, the doctrine does not change. God is good, Satan is bad. That's it. It's that simple. You'll never have all the answers this side of heaven. Never. Though search you may. That doesn't change. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, the word you can find in the word, how to parent. It's not very popular to spank your children anymore. It's more popular to stick them in a corner, put a hat on them. Don't don't put a hat on them. But but there's but there's there's things in the word about parenting, and people say, "Well, that's not for today." Well, then then there's a lot in the Bible that's not for today. So do we throw out the whole book, or do we believe God? I remember it came a time where Nikki, it seemed like she was disciplining Drew, although Drew's a good young man. You know, and people have said to me, oh, well, you're lucky. Because, you, you, you know, you have a good son, you're lucky. Okay. You weren't there. When it felt like we were spanking him every day. And he would cry, ah, he'd start screaming, ah, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. Shut up. No, I didn't say that. So anyway, one day I sat him down and I said, read this scripture. It says something like, this is paraphrase, um, though you though you use the rod of correction, they will not die. I said, read that. 
Stop saying that. You hear me? Now bend over. (laughs) I don't know how I got off on parenting. But it seemed like she was, she and we, and disciplining every day, every day, every day. Spank, discipline, teaching, correcting, training. And Nikki finally one day said, Lord, it says in your word that if I train him, that he will give me, what is it? What is the word? He will give me rest. And so she stood on that word. It doesn't seem like it's working. It's working. The word works if we work the word. And see, we can go to God in our, in our quiet time and say, Lord, am I, what do you want me to do? I want to hear from you on this situation. What do you want me to do? And there's a scripture that you can stand on for that. So David attests to the fact that God will turn your situation around if you're willing to wait on Him. And then in verse, if you back up to verse 8, it says, When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, Your face, Lord, will I seek. But if you're, act, if you're seeking God for provision, if you're seeking God for healing, if you're seeking God for protection, if you're seeking, and you're always wanting something, it's a one-sided thing. David said, I'll seek your face. Verse 4 says, One thing I desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life. Verse 5, For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. See, this is what David knows about God. Read Psalm 91. A thousand fall on my side, ten thousand on my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Though they encamp round about me, it will not come near me. He knew God. And we not only have the Holy Spirit to teach us and hear from, but we have the Word of God. That tells us, who I, we, have, we have the life of Jesus who came to show us the Father. Secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me, he shall set me upon a rock, and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, so so David's already reconciled this. So he's saying, therefore, hey, I'm going to praise him. Because I know this is God, this is his nature, this is who he is. So I'm just going to praise him. He already has, knows what I need of before I even ask, so I'm just going to praise Him. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in His tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. 
Psalm 16, 11. Let's go back a couple of verses here. Psalm 16, 11. That's not the right. Oh, I'm in 17. You will show me the path of life. He will show you the path of life. You feel like you're floundering, trying to make your own way. God will show you the way. Will you receive it? That's your choice. But he will show you the path of life. It says, in your presence is what? Fullness of joy. It's a lot of God's people that because of the evil in our our day. You know, a lot of them have lost a little bit of hope, a little bit of joy. And it shows. You know, you can, by faith, you can, by faith, offer sacrifice. That means a sacrifice, that means it's a sacrifice of joy. It's a sacrifice of praise. In other words, I, don't, I may not feel like it, But by faith, I'm going to do this and, and I'm going to go a little, even a little over the top of what I might normally do because I need answers. That's the life of faith. Quiet time with Him will give you strength to face the day. I don't know about you, but I need strength. To face this day, I am not uh, prideful where I say I can I can handle it on my own. What reward is that anyway? What what, what reward is in that? I want breakthrough. I want to live the life that God has for me. I don't want to be held back because of something I've done or because it's something I'm holding on to. And when people sing of reckless abandonment, recklessly abandoning everything that I'm holding on to for the life of God, it's a full exchange. It's a full exchange. You hold on to your life. What what did Jesus say? But you exchange your life for His. And there's an exchange for something that is eternal. Would you stand with me? Let's help you tonight. He's so good, isn't He? let's just thank him right now let's just thank him
Lord, we give you thanks and praise tonight. You're worthy. You're worthy of it all. We bless you tonight, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray for financial needs represented here tonight. Father, I thank you that you are the God of more than enough. The all-sufficient one. Jehovah Jireh. And Father, I I just speak blessing on your people tonight. I speak blessing. Lord, I say they're blessed coming in, blessed going out. Lord, that their baskets are blessed. Their storehouses are blessed. Lord, I thank you that you're our healer. Lord, I thank you that your anointing is working in us at this moment, right now, in Jesus' name. And we give you praise. We give you praise tonight. Thanksgiving. All in all, you are all in all. Lord, I thank you that you're accelerating. I thank you you're accelerating restoration in the lives of your people. You're accelerating restoration. In the lives that you are making the things that are wrong right and accelerating it in Jesus' name. And we receive that tonight. We receive that. Lord, money that's been stolen. Lord, we we wait on you to restore that money. In Jesus' name. Relationships that have been broken. Lord, we wait on you to restore those relationships in Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you guys.